Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! Welcome back to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast. Glad to have you guys with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you won't miss an episode. We'd love five stars and a great review so that others can find us. And you can easily share this show by going to nextgennerd.com. Well, guys, may the 4th be with you. So excited to be with you guys on Star Wars Day. And before you call me out and say, I don't really think he's a Star Wars fan because I heard he doesn't like the Clone Wars cartoon. Uh, listen, it's just not my thing. The Clone Wars cartoon, I have tried. I think I'm in season four at this point. I I am trying to get through it. It has just not captured my attention. doesn't mean it's a bad show. It just means that your tastes are flawed. I am a huge Star Wars fan, uh, and I would love to go toe-to-toe to see who is the bigger Star Wars fan. The greatest news about that is while it may feel like a competition at first, really it's just an application to see if you can be one of my best friends. I love Star Wars. I have seen all the movies. I have seen the vast majority of the TV shows. I have seen the old stuff, both Ewok movies and uh, you know some of the other old cartoons and the Christmas special. And before you go, well, wait a minute, you're being a hypocrite. Those movies are definitely worse than the Clone Wars show. I watched those as a child. My tastes were definitely not very discerning at that point, and now I force them on my children because that's what a good parent does. For nostalgia's sake, you get to watch the stuff that I watched that wasn't that great. I've read a bunch of the books, I've read the comic books, I've played the majority of the games to completion. Uh, when I say I watch the movies, I have watched them in uh, chronological order, I've watched them in order of release, I have watched them with uh, thinking about ring theory, so 1, 4, 7, 2, 5, 8, 3, 6, 9. Uh, I have watched, my favorite way to watch them though is the ultimate flashback where you watch 4 and 5 and then you get to the big reveal at the end of 5 and then you go back and watch 1, 2, and 3 and then you finish up with 6, 7, 8, and 9. Uh, I love Star Wars. I mean, if I really want to go ahead and, and throw my nerd card on the table, uh, I used to write, it was basically fan fiction, but we each wrote different characters on a message board and I wrote like a dozen Star Wars characters and one of the best parts of that time in my life was the amount of research that that I dedicated to making sure that my characters made sense, that what they were doing made sense. Uh, because you guys know, when you start messing with nerds, if you get it wrong, they call you out, and it is embarrassing. So uh, I spent a lot of time. Uh, it, it was, it could have easily, if I got paid for it, could have easily been a full-time job for about 12 years of my life. I wrote everything from a pirate Wookiee. Uh, I loved writing. Uh, his name was Rock. Uh, he was a pirate Wookiee. Uh, I wrote... Uh, a kind of like a, an amalgamation of a lot of the male non-force using uh, characters. Uh, his name was Alphonsus Cage Raxel. He was a uh, he was a slicer and a bounty hunter and several other things. Uh, always getting himself in trouble. Uh, I wrote for a short period of time a Jawa in a pink robe, and she would follow around Cage and uh, and and get him out of trouble. And she had a, a temper and. It was fun. Uh, it was Tika Teak. That was that was that character. But anyways, I love Star Wars, and so uh, on this day, on National Star Wars Day, uh, International Star Wars Day, whatever you want to call it, I, I want to drop an episode. I uh, like I said, I've read most of the books. I've even read some uh, books that try to put a Christian spin on 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 Star Wars. I mentioned it on one of my uh, favorite book episodes. Um, 
uh, Christian wisdom of the Jedi Masters. Uh, Star Wars isn't Christian. It, it wasn't made by a Christian. It's not made for Christians. Um, but but we can we can make it say whatever we want to say. At my wedding, uh, actually, my my uncle built a fully functioning R two unit that he. Um, he spent a lot of money on it. I remember when we were getting ready to get married, he's like, ooh, maybe R2 could be your ring bearer. And I thought he was kidding because I was going to have my little brother be our ring bearer because that made sense. Uh, and uh, I go, but bring it to the reception. Like, it'd be cool, man. Bring it to the reception. And um, uh, and he brought it and was kind of crushed because he had made this little arm to carry the rings. And I'm sure you're thinking, you should have ditched your brother and had R2. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know that my in-laws would have found it nearly as entertaining as, as I might have. But uh, he was at the reception and was uh, was the hit, and we had a great time with that. I Listen, I love Star Wars. I hope you do too. I've got several people I know that are saying Star Wars is, is dumb, Star Wars is stupid, um, it's a waste of time. And it probably is. It probably is. But if I were to examine your life, I'm sure I would probably find some things that I would go, I think that's a waste of time. Uh, I don't watch sports. I just don't. Uh, but I know people who do, and they dedicate every Saturday and multiple hours throughout the week to just watching sports. I think that's a waste of time. But to each his own. To each his own. I love it. I love sharing it with my kids. I've got my wife somewhat on board to at least watch a movie every now and then. But uh, it's a fantastic story. Uh, it's a fantastic story, fantastic universe. Anything can happen. Uh, and so that's why that's why I enjoy it. That's why I enjoy it. And I find that a lot of youth pastors do enjoy it. Um, and that's okay because uh, we want to escape this, this crummy world that we live in uh, to one where I could – uh, you know, pick somebody up with my thoughts and throw them across the room. I would love to be able to do that or have a lightsaber. That'd be awesome. But if I had to take one thing from Star Wars and have it and own it, I would love to have the Millennium Falcon. I would love to have a spaceship that I could get in and fly around. Like if I had to pick one thing, it's not a lightsaber. I would love to have a lightsaber. It is on my list. But if I had to pick one thing, I would love to have the Millennium Falcon. That'd be fantastic. Who do I want an R2 unit? Definitely. I would love to have an R2 unit. Uh, I would love to uh, have force abilities. I would love to, uh, you know, be able to have a, a, a blaster or a bowcat. I would love all those things, but I want a Millennium Falcon. Well, uh, like I said, I wanted to drop in and share just a little bit of my Star Wars love on today, but I also want to give you guys just uh, some thoughts to be able to to work through as you're probably doing ministry or whatever you're in. Uh, and so today we're going to do what's called a reverse cast, where I'm going to start with our result and then work back to let you know what our problem was. We've had a fantastic couple of weeks in our, our midweek youth ministry meetings. Um, and uh, so the last two weeks have been fantastic. Uh, we have played some great games. We've had some great discussion, answered some fantastic questions, uh, made some great connections with students. Uh, my leaders have done a, a just a great job, and it's been it's been fantastic. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, if you were to ask me what do you think of our Wednesday night program, I would have had probably a few things that I didn't like, but I would have probably said, oh, I think it's not bad. It's not bad, but where we've come just in the last couple of weeks has been fantastic. So let me let me back up to uh, to last week. We uh. We had our leaders come in, and as our leaders came in, I told them that I, I had three goals for them during the teaching portion or during the, the, the main portion of the night. I wanted them to, to try and sit by somebody who typically isolates themselves, a student who typically comes in and doesn't talk to anybody. I want them to come in and sit next to one of those students. If they can't find one of those students, I wanted them to pair up 
and sit next to two kids that never pay attention so that during the discussion times they could separate them. They could, one could talk to one and the other could talk to the other. And then third, if they weren't able to find one of those first two priorities, I wanted them to find a kid that they just want to spend time with and talk to. We, we've had to change uh, part of our night so that we don't have small group time at the end, just given the way that our series works. And so I wanted to make sure that I equipped them with the ability to check in with students and talk with them during the lesson. And so uh, so we did that. We, I said we ha- added games. We haven't had games in a while just because we haven't had time. We haven't had time. And uh, so you know, trying to figure out what to cut to add games seems silly, except I know that they are really important. But we've added games back in. And so we've done uh, one game each night where everyone is up and moving around. And then the next couple games we do up on stage uh, and we have time to do it, which is great. Um, because we don't have small groups at the end uh, and because we've adjusted our testimony time, we now have time for that. I mentioned our testimony time. We used to do something called Vitamin J where the students would spend the first 10, 15 minutes talking about their week, hoping that they were talking about uh, spiritual conversations they've had with people or encouraging them in their quiet times. Uh, that wasn't happening, so we've changed that, and instead we do what's called Is It Wall Worthy? Uh, and we have a wall that has a hole in the top of it. They can drop ping pong balls in, and each different color represents a different uh, discipline or a different thing that we're proud of them for, so they can they can they they have a goal to strive for. And so uh, if they pray for somebody, they can drop one in, or if they have a spiritual conversation with somebody, they can drop one in. If they share the gospel with somebody, they can drop one in. If they served somebody, they can drop one in. Or if they invited somebody to church, they can drop one in. And so uh, we just start the service. We're there. Like, let's go. Let's let's talk about what we're celebrating. Uh, and by eliminating 15 minutes of them talking about not important things, which they can do beforehand or afterhand in service, uh, instead we are spending time playing games, and they're enjoying it. So I said I'm, I'm working back to the problem. The problem was we were looking at our service, and we were wondering, okay, what is it that we're missing? What is it that we can do better? Uh, we we have a great time of worship. Uh, we have a great lesson, uh, but we were missing some of that, that connection uh, connection time. And what I thought we were doing well, we weren't. We weren't doing a, a good job of connecting. And so we had to go through and, and examine and change some things to make it work. And so that's what we changed. We changed how our leaders were interacting during the lesson. Uh, we changed... Uh, uh, how we're uh, spending our time, so we're not spending it on small groups right now. We'll go back to that for for a different series, but our current series doesn't doesn't lend itself to that. Um, and we also cut out uh, testimony time. The it wasn't even testimony time, but the pre-testimony time. Where really, they were just talking about their week, uh, which they do anyways before and after service for thirty minutes. And so we removed those and instead uh, made an intentional use of time to add in games. Um, and uh, and so that's been that's been beneficial for them. One last thing I want to share with you that I thought was fantastic. If you have not read the book uh, Teaching for Change by Ken Coley, I encourage you to pick it up. It's a great book, uh, Teaching for Change. Uh, In there he goes over all kinds of tips and ideas on how to make your teaching better. And one of the ones he uses, one of the the strategies he uses is what he calls the exit ticket. And so uh, at the end of the night, I have our kids fill out a little post-it note with something that they were challenged by. Uh, something they learned, uh, a prayer request they have, or a question they have, and they have to put that on the wall, and then I go back and collect those, and then I have an idea of where our students are in relation to the lesson or in relation to just to life in general. 
So we did that last week. We had some excellent questions. Then I followed up with those questions by posting my answers to those on our Instagram and then saving them to our YouTube so that kids can see them. Uh, It's excellent. It helped me to see where I need to drill down, uh, where I need to really focus in the next couple weeks as we continue looking through the book of Galatians. Uh, And I encourage you to do the same. Uh, If you're not getting feedback, you don't know if if what you're saying is landing. Let's be honest. If you think back to your youth ministry days, if you're like me, I don't remember a whole lot of the lessons that I... uh, that I heard from my youth pastor. What I do remember are conversations I had with him. Uh, I remember um, different things that he taught me specifically, you know, practices that he taught me individually, one-on-one, and those were things that I needed. And so I just encourage you guys to find ways to uh, evaluate what you're doing. Well, guys, this is a short one. We've got another episode coming out tomorrow, two in one week. Uh, I've got a great episode for you tomorrow from Paul Turner. Uh, You'll learn more about him tomorrow. We're going to be talking about goal setting, but we're also going to be talking about disenchantment with Matt Groening. So can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, nextgennerd.com. Subscribe, five stars. Give us a great review. That'd be awesome. Appreciate you guys. Later, nerds.